My name is Eva and I am an educational consultant and I specialize in facilitating learning about communication to professionals. Today, I want to talk about effective ways of starting up an educational course for adult learners. One of the characteristics of adult learners who are also professionals is that they are interested in knowledge which has high transfer value from the classroom to their everyday work situation. And they come to the classroom with varying degrees of expertise and experience. The challenge for the educator is to spark the learner's interest by building a bridge from the learner's prior knowledge to the knowledge given and generated in the classroom. I do not believe that the responsibility for learning lies entirely on the shoulders of the learners. They have a responsibility for their own learning trajectory. But the educator, in my opinion, has a responsibility to create an educational environment in which learning can take place. That is certainly my educational point of departure as I commence a course. And there are many different ways of starting a course. Some educators might say that getting right down to the meat of it all would get the learners going. After all, an educational course has, at its core, educational content. However, when educators concentrate solely on content, the aims of the course will always rely on what the educator deems to be important as in, what do I as an educator think is important to learn about this particular subject? Now, this can, and many times often will, lead to interesting and relevant causes. But when the course is aimed specifically at adult learners, educational goals are not sufficient, at least in my opinion. They have to be supplemented with learning goals. Educational goals are focused on the what, while learning goals are more focused on the how. It is a difference between a goal which emphasizes something like the student will learn the techniques and methods in active listening to a learning goal which might state the student will acquire competence to act in situations with grief-stricken parents. So that would be the how. All of the above has to be visualized as the educator begins the course, but the question is how to do so. Well, I used to be an extremely structured educator in the first 15 minutes, laying out my focus, laying out the goals and my program quite thoroughly. And I do still believe that introducing the framework for the course or for the day is important especially for adult learners who are sitting there and want to know what is going to happen within the next few hours or days. However, nowadays, laying out the course is the second thing I do, because the first thing I do is to invite the course attendants to voice their thoughts on the subject of the day. I recently delivered a course on giving difficult information to angry patients. So the course was about difficult conversations. Now, I have extensive clinical, empirical, and theoretical knowledge about this particular subject, 
and I could talk at length about what to do and how to do it. And this might very well spark an interest in the course attendants, but what they might experience is that it could prove difficult for them to transfer their interest in what I was talking about into actual applicable skills in their own context, which of course would be different from mine. So, instead of talking about what I know, I started this course on difficult conversations with an exercise in which the course attendants were asked to discuss with each other in groups of three or four what they already knew about this subject. And I gave them two questions. One, how would you explain the challenges of a difficult conversation to a brand new colleague? And the second question was, what would you, as your group, highlight as the most challenging aspect of difficult conversations? I did this for three reasons. One, it gave me, as an educator, an overview of the everyday concerns of those attending that particular course, and it aided me in answering their questions later on, as I already had an idea of their context. Two, it highlighted the merging or the difference in the attendant's professional and personal concerns and how these affected their ability to understand the subject we were about to talk about. And the third reason why I commenced with this exercise is because I find it to be one of the most effective ways for me as an educator to create a learning environment in which the course attendants can feel comfortable and reassured that they are allowed to voice their doubts and beliefs. Because if the knowledge that I then deliver during the course can be breached to the attendant's doubts and beliefs, there is a far better chance of generating actual transformative knowledge which can be transferred from classroom to everyday work situations. I use this exercise quite a bit. When the course attendants have discussed with each other for three or four minutes, I usually invite the groups to speak up and tell each other what they have been talking about, and I always comment on what I hear. But at this stage, it is just so important that when I am commenting, that I use the exact terms and the exact words chosen by the attendants to describe their experiences, rather than interpreting or adjusting the vocabulary to my own understanding. Because the words that the attendants have chosen, they represent that context that the attendants know, their own known world, as it were. And at this stage, the educator is simply a traveller passing through another person's landscape. I usually write up the exact words somewhere that is visible to everyone. And my responsibility is then to deliver knowledge in such a way that it can address the concerns and compel the learners to revisit their own words and perhaps adjust them on their own. So the exercise is meant to lead to the learners feeling a need or feeling compelled to adjust or to address their own words, not me. I think of this as the course attendants 
building bridges in the landscape of old and new knowledge. We as educators often find it of great importance to start a course by highlighting our own credentials so that the learners will have confidence in us as educators. And this is absolutely necessary. I started this episode by telling you all a little bit about myself. However, my personal experience is that the greater emphasis ought to be on mapping out the learner's prior knowledge rather than mine. Creating a learning environment in which the learners are validated in their knowledge and their ability to learn increases the chances of them wanting to build mental transfer bridges from what is new to what is old. So when it comes to adult learners who also are professionals, it is not just a question of the educator delivering knowledge, but just as much about the learners generating knowledge during the course. So starting a course by giving the learners the opportunity to voice their knowledge or their assumptions about the subject of the course helps the learners mark out the landscape of knowledge from the beginning Starting a course by giving the learners the opportunity to voice their knowledge helps the educator get a very quick overview of which facts, correct or erroneous, actually exist in the classroom. If these facts, which the learners themselves have identified, are addressed, then, again, there is a far better chance of the learners retaining the knowledge and generating new knowledge that can be applicable in their own work situations. So those are my thoughts on how to start a course for adult learners. I maintain that the best way to start a course is to map out the actual concerns and the actual knowledge of the course attendance. Those are my thoughts. But how do you start educational courses for adult learners and for professionals? Perhaps you'll let me know. There's a mail address in the notes of this episode and you're more than welcome to write your thoughts. I hope you found this useful. And I hope you are still with me on this journey as we, as educators, explore the world of learning. Until next time, I have been Eva, and thanks so much for listening.